0: Good afternoon. This is the Bottom Rock Podcast. Today is May Fourteenth, twenty twenty-three. It is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Uh, happy Mother's Day to my mother. Happy Mother's Day to all the aunts out there. I have a uh, Aunt Louise. Uh, she was awesome as a as an aunt, as a teacher of young children. Uh, she just doesn't have any kids of her own. Um, Happy Mother's Day to the people who influenced those in our lives who did not have children or who were not technically our mothers, but who played a significant influence like neighbors, friends, family, friends, um, nannies, grandmothers, everyone who basically showed up consistently in our lives to love us, to help us through the difficult periods, to help teach us, to help us just along the path. But there is also... Today is also a challenge with people who have lost their mothers, who also didn't have a a great relationship with their mother, whose mother was very difficult, whose mother was narcissistic or abusive, Today might be triggering for them. Uh, let's just remember, it's it's just a it's a single day, and it's important to stay consistent. And that's kind of what the theme was throughout the week with the people coming in with the clients at the clinic this week. That some of the main messaging is consistency, and we had to change our vision sometimes. I'll get into. a a couple of clients that we saw and kind of the themes that were presented. I'll share some stories about when I needed to be consistent. And then also today with today's podcast, with today, with some of the things that I've done today is day 200 of what I've been going through with the family law situation 200 days since I've seen either of the kids because of the legal process, delayed court dates, delayed hearings, challenges with the entire process, and just uh, a very challenging behavior that's been put into an action plan by... uh, partners so but looking back today's day 200 when it was day 30 when it was day 7 when it was day 72 i remember the days consistently day 96 119 those days were extremely challenging and i through the podcasting through exercise through nutrition it was important just to change my vision change my activity um, because during certain days like today it's difficult to do most things so it's 4 p.m I haven't eaten today but that's also consistent with um, how I go about my work so that's nothing significant but I'm just not drawn to eating today Um, doing the laundry, putting the laundry away, um, that laundry basket just seems extremely large today, uh, with all the clean laundry to put away, fold and put away. Um, the activity of going out into going for a bike ride or going for a run, um, going for a walk seemed difficult, but I changed my vision. And I was able to complete a really long bike ride. It's an incredibly beautiful day outside today. It's nice and sunny. It's uh, in Port Coquilum, it's 33 degrees. So I changed from the jogging to the biking today. I haven't biked in about eight or nine months. Haven't done a long bike ride for a while. And with just kind of the mentality that I learned over the last year and a bit doing the running... Uh, over the challenges of going through the school and finances and the family court changing my vision kind of keeping my my head down a little bit so I can like take the next step basically putting a a brick in the road one by one Um, got me through I was able to actually get through 40 kilometers even when the wind was uh, pretty headstrong um, I I looked ahead at the bridge I had to get to... Uh, to come back... And it seemed awfully far... So I just stuck... Put my head down... Kind of focused on the wheel... And the and the space in front of me... Because it was a nice gravel path... Along the riverbank... Uh, Pit River... And... Um, also just looked around... At... Uh, there was a number of eagles that I saw... A number of hawks... People paddle boarding... Fish jumping in the river... Uh, I just looked for more enjoyment and didn't get caught up because I, I started today looking at some of the old photos. Um, I started today looking at some of the memories that popped up because our phone reminds us. So a year ago on this date, I finished my first trail running race with the five peaks. A few days later, uh, I had to put my dog down uh Dexter from uh, who was uh almost 11 year old Bernie's mountain dog had him from a puppy uh and it just kind of, that kind of kick-started a whole year literally to like almost a day of many challenges um losing the the job that I get, that we had that I had with a supplement company that I sold the patents to and and joined up with them. So I thought doing that was going to get me a consistent salary. Um, But the people didn't execute their business plan very well uh, and lost that job. And then the family thing is um, for, for a number of reasons. So, but here I am a year later much more mentally capable, much more, uh, men, um, much better in my capacity as an individual, as an um, athletic therapist, uh, and just as a, a human being, from kind of taking the same consistent positive action steps moving forward, because the the quote that i try to remember regularly is is if you always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got and i take that as like repeated action repeated behavior of negative traits will keep you in that negative spot so cooking that good food doing the exercise connecting with other people still working through building up the clinic again still working through finding ideas for the clinic and maybe supplements again or doing something more consistent or um, things like those podcasts like just doing different things keeps me moving forward And so that I, I use that kind of same messaging with this guy who was in um, this week. So enough about me. Like I've worked through my zone one, the mental zones I've been talking about. I worked through my zone two. I don't typically go into zone four unless it's um, circumstantial around different events. Um like exams or finances or court hearings or those kind of things I typically don't go into zone four the more anxious state I'm more in like the lower key um, zone two and what I've been watching on the metrics of the podcast is quite interesting and what I've learned through the clinic is also very interesting and the last interview was with um, Samantha Clark and I can see the, the fall off of some of the listening, uh, which is interesting because the listening during the podcast is actually very high, which is somewhat surprising to me because it's just my first time doing the, these things. And people often tell me, like when I'm in zone two, one or two, when I'm on those lower si- that lower side, they try to tell me to be more positive. And sometimes when you're on that bottom rock, when you're going through that long-term vision, you don't want somebody in your face trying to pump your tires, clapping away, um, being too happy, too positive, those kind of things. It's just exhausting and I find that uh, that's what I do with the clinical work is I just meet the person where they're at. And sometimes you got to say like, hey, life sucks. Hey, this is hard. It's painful. Sometimes you got to get comfortable in the pain so that you can learn to find the purpose in the pain. You can learn what your body is telling you. That could be from a nerve entrapment. It could be from a muscle. It could be a muscle um, injury. It could be from a tendon injury or a joint injury. Um, it could also be from an emotional thing that you're going through. And so I, f- I think that this podcast and me in the clinic um, having a successful clinical practice is from not ever really going too high uh, unless it's it kind of needs it, um, but also just meeting the people where they're at when they're in their rehab. And there was a guy that... There's three people in this week. There was a guy with with an undiagnosed concussion. There was two kids going through post-op rehab, and there was a man who and his wife who came in, who were kind of battling um, their own self demons, um, and it was popping up into the the physical pain, but then also in their financial stress. So the guy with the concussion. He was in a five years ago. He was in a terrible accident. He was driving. Obviously, these both parties are not great in this scenario. He's driving 90 kilometers an hour in a 30, way too fast. And the other guy was drive, uh, going in the opposite direction, was going 140 in the 30, and he hit the median. Flipped his car over and essentially landed on this client's vehicle. Um, Injuries to his lower leg. uh, Injuries to his, his head. He woke up when the ambulance was there. And the doctors told him he didn't have a concussion. Which has caused him an incredible amount of confusion for the past five years. Uh, It's caused problems in his relationships. It caused problems with work. caused all kinds of issues. His symptoms perfectly match the long-term concussion symptoms that we see with the professional athletes, people with motor vehicle accidents, and people starting to get into Alzheimer's and dementia uh, and CTE. Libido drops. More... Uh, constipation, bowel changes, headaches, repeated headaches, jaw clenching, changes in behavior, 30 seconds of rage, 60 seconds of rage um, to the point of throwing furniture, almost throwing furniture, um, throwing cups or mugs, and then going to shame or depression, sadness, down into that second zone, down into that um, first zone of what am I doing? And then that, because of that behavior, it pushes away family members um, because they don't understand what's changing. The guy enrolled with uh, different counseling, medications, different activities retreats and nobody was consistently working on the nutrition the brain trauma and the effects with um, testosterone levels the effects of the cranial nerves the effects of the um, peripheral nervous system from getting everything to just calm down and so now that he's aware of, and that connection, we're able to track all those symptoms, we're able to fuel that, and the key is here being consistent. He got through five years being consistent, knowing it doesn't reflect who he is, knowing that he can have more positive days than negative, and just trying to manage those emotions. Then there was these two kids. The The kids are in kind of the middle to late stages uh where the, one guy he's only 17 years old graduating from high school going into um university football the other kid is is or finishes first year of football and because they have um shoulder injuries they start in that phase of just doing too much too quickly. Um, realizing that you you can still injure yourself, you can still have a lot of uh, kind of detrimental behavior from not listening and going through the protocol in the time frame that you need to heal. And so it's, it's kind of putting the cart before the horse um, and that is still staying consistent within reason um, to not get burnt out But then they're also at a significant point in time. So we sat for about half an hour during the session after the exercising and and going through the acupuncture and all that and physical work to mobilize a shoulder. But they're also at a very interesting point of their life where they're trying to navigate now university life. Who are they? Uh, Who are their new friend groups? Because they're moving across the country being introduced to new men and women uh, professors and figuring out what they want with their careers and so they asked me like how did i get started first in the nhl and i said it was it was literally just it wasn't luck it wasn't skills it was just being consistent and so what i did and i'll share the story with you today because i haven't shared this on the podcast before but i it, I started working with um, the Maple Leafs organization while still in school, and it was because one, it was uh, I saw the the pathway through the career um, as an athletic therapist. Typically, you'd you'd start off with a college or a university or a OHL team, um, the Ontario Hockey League team, and then you would work up into the ranks like from assistant to head therapist um traveling on a bus to going into the ahl or the east coast hockey league and then getting into the nhl um or major league baseball and so what i did i said you know what i'm gonna try to skip some steps here i don't want to do that at all and so i i got a hold of the, the how the structure of um the maple Leafs uh email was and so chris broadhurst was the athletic the head athletic therapist with the Leafs at the time he had been there for i think over 15 years 16 years and i, I put in the different patterns is it c broadhurst uh is it broadhurst c is it and i i did a number of combinations finally an email goes through and I literally consistently just emailed him every day for almost two months, just being really irritating. Never had a a callback, and our we were supposed to get placed at I was supposed to get placed at the University of Guelph hockey team. Um, so I was supposed to drive from Oakville to Guelph, which is just about an hour uh, every day to go work with the men's hockey team. That was going to be through the winter months. Um, Terrible driving on the highway. The financial compensation was only $500 a semester. It would nowhere near cover the price of gas. I would have had to figure out some kind of other financial plan to get through that. Um, And so I stayed consistent. I got a little bit um, cheeky one day because Elsa said to me, you have to sign the contract with Guelph. You're going to Guelph. I said, Elsa, I'm not going to Guelph. I don't want to go to Guelph. I can't afford to go to Guelph. And I I want to work with the Leafs organization. She said, well, they're not even contacting you. So I said, give me more time. She said, you have another week or two. um, But you need to sign the contract and go to Guelph. Um, So using that kind of desperation um, I was renting a house with a couple of buddies at the time it was raining outside my room wa- the roof was at the window so it was a little bit loud every time it rained and so I, I had a, a box of Advil cold and sinus on my desk and I knew that the Leafs were playing that day That were they were flying to Philadelphia and I stuck my head out the window while it was raining and i pretended to be the advil cold and sinus rep i called the air canada center um, uh reception and i said i'm the advil cold and sinus rep i i need um chris Broderhurst's phone number for the office uh in in the air, in the center um, in the dressing room uh i'm trying to i'm outside gate 2 I, how do I what's his phone number I dropped my phone it's in a puddle it's not letting me text him I can't I I was only able to try to make this call I'm double parked what is his number she's like sir I can't give that to you I was like no I I dropped this off all the time they're leaving soon for the plane um um I mentioned a player's name I said this guy needs the the Advil colon sinus but just please, what's the number? I know it's four one six something or other. Uh, what is it? Like I just I would use my phone, but I can't. I dropped it in a puddle. It's pouring out, and I pretended like I was getting, um. Uh, potentially towed. I was like, hey, hey, don't, don't. Uh, no, I'm right here. I'm double parked. I'm just on the phone. I'll move it in a second. And and um, she's like, all right, fine, four one six. Blah 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 and gave me the phone number. And so then I started calling this guy every day for a while. And then he finally picked up the phone. Chris brought hers, finally picked up the phone. And he says, Matthew, because of the caller ID, he says, What do you want? He said, I just want to be a fly on the wall, Chris. I like I'm a student at Sheridan. I wanna work with the organization. I deeply respect you and, and your longevity at with the Maple Leafs organization. I just want to be on the fly on the wall. And he says, well, currently I think you're a psychopath because of the emails and calls. I said, yeah, fair. Totally agree. I understand. I can see that. He said, but I'm working on the Canadian Squash Championships this weekend at the CBC building. If Go there if you can find me. Uh... And I like you, we'll see where it goes. And so I obviously went down to the CBC building, found him sitting on the bleachers, um, watching the squash championships because um, he was covering it medically and then basically got in and, and didn't leave for until I chose to leave to go to Ottawa. Um, that's literally how all I did. I wasn't special. I didn't have any special skills. I was just consistent, relentless, and probably pushed a little bit too far, but that is what it is. So I told these kids the story of that, and I said, just pick something that you want to do and just go at it, get creative, and stay consistent when when those days where you where you don't think you want to go to work those days that you don't want to study um just do 20 minutes 10 minutes do something towards your career research extra things email people for mentorships get mentors in every generation and just stay focused on where you want to go and just change your um the line of sight sometimes when it's a bit too difficult. And so that appointment a few hours later led in when this man and woman came in. The man was referred by his mother. He didn't know why he was in. The mom just kept nagging him to come in, come in for treatment. Um, Your pain hasn't been fixed by anybody else. Your your mental state hasn't been fixed by anybody else. And so we kind of got into... Uh, the pattern of the back, uh, back pain, um, some lung issues, uh, a long-term lung infection that led to surgery and um, the lungs collapsing. And if you remember back with the traditional Chinese medicine, that's housing the sadness. So taking that kind of concept, I was like, well, what, what consistent behavior what consistent thing in in life's challenges are are keeping you kind of on the lower scale he said well i really want to become a millionaire um but i have generational trauma i i don't have mentors i don't know how to get there and so i went in further to it and it was basically his fear of success and the fear of success was brought on over time um, because he thought his personality would change. He thought he'd you'd have to become more rigid. Um, and his wife agreed. She said, yeah, when he's trying to become more of a millionaire, he becomes more rude. He becomes more intolerant. Uh, he becomes more of a dick, basically. And so we got into that. And I said, like, set up the checkpoints so that that she can communicate to you and you can also view yourself while you're like, you don't need to be a bad person to become a millionaire. Um, the sponge, use the analogy, the sponge is most rigid when it's not absorbing its environment, when it's not sucking in everything. It's the most rigid when it's dry and Consistently, if you're staying rigid, you're not going to be able to adapt to the environment that's going to get you through financial success, family success, or anything um, other than the same quote: if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. Get the mentors in the each generation have the checkpoints and change the vision. And so we had a great conversation for almost a full hour um, because he was asking me about my life and getting through the supplement business and how that took 12 years to get through the research phase and the concept phase into selling the patents and getting national distribution, getting the patents completed Getting um, touring with the Tony Robbins group, getting in with the NFL Players Association with the Pro Bowl and Dr. Um, Archie Roberts, getting in with um, NBA teams and NFL teams and doing all that stuff, and uh, going on Dragon's Den and all that kind of stuff. And it was the same kind of consistent pattern. Every day, I just chose to put a new brick in the road. Every day... When I didn't want to, just like today, I didn't want to do the laundry. I didn't want to go for a bike ride. I started with just picking up the one shirt and folding it and putting it away. And that led to emptying the the clean the basket. Getting on the bike, instead of going for a run and going through the, the motions of running, I got on the bike and hit up 40K. Starting the podcast... I didn't want to. Do, I didn't plan on doing a podcast today. I wasn't in the mood today. I, it's episode now twenty three. I think it's about thirty minutes or so, give or take, right now. And I just wanted to share that when it, we just have to be consistent. I, I keep repeating this, um, but when you look back over time, I know this is just a. We've heard this uh, across. Almost every self-help book over every journey message out there about life is when you look back, you'll see all the bricks that you put in the road just put in a new one. And so um, that was my message to him. Uh, It was the message to the kids and to the guy with the concussion um, because now we're going to track now we're going to make plans. And then now we're going to learn uh, as much as possible about that guy's career development, those, those kids' school path, and the, the individual's path through concussion recovery and how to heal the relationships that he's harmed. And so I wanted to just kind of finish up with these last two quotes, one by Dwayne Johnson, success. Isn't always about greatness, it's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. And I was mentioning this to the man and his wife who wanted to become millionaires. Very few people say, I just want to become a millionaire. Um, it, and they wanted to be successful. The success comes with consistent staying power of your behavior of your family of your career and just your evolution as a as a man or a woman um, or just a person that's the true measure of success is is maintenance of the dedication to to helping others and being around in the environment and then the last one is consistency is the last refuge of the unimaginative and that's a quote by Oscar Wilde, the Irish poet and playwright. And I, and the way I was reviewing this quote is, consistency is the last refuge of the unimaginative. And it's during those dark days, the, the bottom rock, that zone one or zone two, like the days like today where it's like day 200 or it was day 72 or I was in my third year of school. Um or my seventh year in school or other people's like fifth of of twenty chemo treatments. Um, when it's those dark times and you and you cannot see the way out, stay consistent. Do some just the next step is, is easy. Put on a song eat that good meal, get outside. Um, because during those times where you don't have your imagination helping you see the, the finish line, seeing that career, seeing that family, seeing those people, seeing the happy times again, consistency will get you there. Thank you. That is the bottom rock.